Well, hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, Internet Land is uh, kind of all we have together right now, uh, isn't it? So what uh, what a difference a couple months has made to the world. Uh, Disneyland, of course, all the Disney parks are closed. Um, all the jungles are, are closed. I, I understand some of them are drained. And they're doing a little bit of rehab. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all different. And one of the few things that we in the Skipper community have, uh, the people who love the jungle, who love adventure, adventure land, is uh, that we've come together, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be, um, uh, you know, some level of communication. Of course, we had the Skipper Freddy put together the Jungle Cruise Quarantine Edition videos. Uh, if you haven't seen them yet, make sure you go to YouTube and check them out. But, uh, you know, the Jungle Cruise podcast was started um, because we had a couple of skippers, Skipper Benny and Skipper Kaz. Uh, Benny was about to leave town and go back to school and I had just received a microphone and I thought, let's, let's sit down and talk about being skippers. And the first thing that we ended up talking about was, was nine 11 and how the skipper community came together, how people called each other, uh, how there was a camaraderie and support and a love that was shown because you know, it's, it is a family. Uh, skipperdom is a family. So, you know, I was kind of reflecting on how for a, a, an entire generation of kids who are at the jungle or just out in the world that this is their defining world-changing moment for which everything changes, nothing is the same uh, after. And, you know, this is going to leave an indelible mark on who they are as people, what the world is that they grow up in, what the, you know, the economy is like, what, um, what our individual liberties and, and uh, what our culture is like. But through that, there's still this knowledge that all of the people who you worked with, who were in rotation with, the people who worked before you, who you share Facebook groups with or, or stories, Instagram, whatever it is, that those people are part of your community and part of your family. And I've seen so many examples of skippers who take their time to reach out and have social interactions or support each other or in a couple of cases deliver rolls of toilet paper, uh, support people's kids, get people to doctor's appointments. Uh, I have seen this skipper community rise to an amazing level. And I wanted to do something a little bit different with this episode of the podcast. Um, I know that I have not been, uh, since I left Disney, as able to spend the time and record and really do as much with it as I wanted. Uh, that's changing now because I don't have a whole lot else to do. I have a beautiful closet and recording equipment and uh, the ability to to reach out. So I'll be doing that. And, and I have some interviews scheduled. Uh, but I wanted to take this episode and kind of turn it into a live show. We've got a dozen skippers or so who've recorded their favorite parts of the jungle, their stories, their memories, 
their thoughts. And I, I just wanted to put something out there so a bunch of people who uh, were skippers or are skippers could get their their feelings into the world and bring a little bit of joy, uh, put a smile on your face, help you remember the feelings that you feel when you think about the Jungle Cruise in Disneyland. It may be a very long time before we can go back. You know, I, I've heard, uh, I should say I've heard, I've, I've read articles online that speculate that, you know, it might not even be September until the Disney parks reopen. Um, there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of challenges. We want to make sure that our friends and family and guests and loved ones stay safe. And we want to make sure that the happiest place on earth is is welcoming and that children can come and not have to worry about the outside world and not have to have the fears outside the berm when they're inside. And it may take a long time to get back to that point. So uh, let's take a little time and uh, let's hear some stories from Jungle Cruise skippers. We're still going to keep on putting up YouTube videos on our Facebook site. Uh, if you're not already a uh, have, have joined us there, facebook.com slash Jungle Cruise, C-R-E-W-S. Um, we would love to see you there. We would love to uh, to hear your stories. If you would like to share some stories, um, you know, feel free. Pass along a, a five minute or so audio clip uh, with your name, uh, no last names, just your your skipper so and so, where you worked, when you worked there, and send me that email to Jungle Cruise C R E W S at gmail.com. And we're going to put together a couple more of these episodes so uh, so people can share their stories. Um, to all my skippers, uh, adventure kateers, friends that are out there, uh, even if I don't know you, you know, uh, you're still my friends because that's what the Jungle Cruise and that's what the magic that we have at, at Disneyland and Disney World have brought us together. Uh, keep on supporting everyone else. Uh, stay healthy. Stay safe. And I'll see you out there on the rivers of adventure before you even know it. Kungaloosh, friends. This is Skipper Freddy from Disneyland, 1989 and 90. I remember one summer afternoon, uh, I think it was a slower day, uh, didn't feel like there was too much going on when uh, Pinocchio, Geppetto, uh, Longfellow, and Gideon walked up towards the Jungle Cruise dock. They were having fun with people there at the exit. And they came up the exit, and as I was emptying my boat and loading my gun, I saw that Geppetto and Pinocchio and Longfellow and Gideon all wanted to get on my boat. And so they did. They joined right in. They got uh, on the left-hand side of the boat, the dock side, and in on the dock box in the middle, um, and sat themselves down. 
in uh, as an audience, small audience for the boat. Now I thought this was so strange, but they were just giddy with delight and you know doing the character thing with their heads wobbling and their hands in front of their mouths as though everything was delightful. And um, then we got over to load and the. Uh, Guests all piled on board, and their looks on their faces were so surprised that the cast of Pinocchio was joining them on their Jungle Cruise excursion. And uh, I took off, and the the boat was excited, the characters were excited, but here was the thing. They all had their own way of responding so to the jokes. So I would tell a joke. I'd say that the, um, you know, watch out for the crocodiles, because ginger snaps are... Um, keep your hands inside. Uh, they're always looking for a handout. Well, uh, Longfellow carried a cane, and he would stomp his cane on the bottom of the boat, making a big loud noise and uh, leaning forward in laughter. Pinocchio would put his hand in front of his mouth and just giggle and laugh. And then uh, Geppetto, he would act all surprised. His hand, arms would go up as though uh, <laughs> as he was shocked by the... Uh, hilariousness of the joke and then Gideon would just fall apart he's like a rag doll and the entire trip that's how they responded that's how they acted uh the the boat was more engaged in the way that Pinocchio and the gang were responding and it was the most fun trip I I was just sorry to see it end well later on uh I would be out and about in the park and I would see different characters um now all these Characters, Pinocchio and the gang, they they dress, they're they're they become different people, so to speak, uh, in, throughout the park. And there would be times when a Mickey Mouse or a, a Tigger or somebody else would make special, give me special attention all of a sudden, waving at me. And then they would they would put their hands in front of their faces like they were holding the Jungle Cruise mic, or they'd. Um, fire a gun and drive a boat to show me that they knew who I was. And then I knew that those were part of Pinocchio's gang on that one wonderful trip around the river. It's stuff like that that makes uh, working at the happiest place on earth quite a fun thing uh, and uh, memories that really do last forever. This is Skipper Alex from the Disneyland Jungle Cruise. I worked on the jungle from 05 to 07, so during the 50th. And one of the really special memories that I had in my time at Disneyland and at the Jungle Cruise was I did fall in love with someone at the jungle, and he and I were together for seven years. But one of the best memories that we did have was actually going on safari and writing our names on some bamboo. It was really special. And then we sat by Ginger and just kind of talked for like hours after park closing. It was really special. So Kyle's like, hey, I'm one of a bunch of skippers to do this, do uh, their favorite memories of the world famous Jungle Cruise. And who am I to pass up the opportunity to be on on uh, the Laugh at a Fuzzball podcast? <laughs> I mean, no, that's that's not that's not Kyle's podcast. That's mine. Uh, plug, plug, plug. But to be on the Jungle Tales from the Jungle Cruise, a, a podcast that that I love, that I've listened to every single episode of. Of course, the reason the reason I listen to it is because I got the opportunity to be to be Kyle's like third or fourth trainer on the on the world famous jungle cruise that was shanghai into it quite quite literally kyle kyle finagled the system 
uh, so that because I, I had the availability to to do to his training and it was it was a joy and we we formed a, a fantabulous friendship as a result and and found found his lovely little podcast which is which is a much bigger podcast than mine all about the world famous Jungle Cruise and the challenge of course was when am I going to get a chance to be on it because he only talks to former skippers and that's not me uh, Skipper Joey current anaheim world famous jungle cruise skipper although sometimes i walk too from uh july 18th 2015 to coronavirus because yeah i remember because the 60th was my day three of training with skipper arvin who's who's one of the one of the all-time greats amazing funny human being who left us to a, a galaxy far far away much too soon but you know i was I was thinking about this and, of course, going unscripted, although I should do show notes like I do myself, but trying to think of what the what my best memory of the World Famous Jungle Cruise is, and that's that's impossible because the World Famous Jungle Cruise is just, as Skipper Kelly says, the most magical attraction of all time. Where else can you board a jungle launch and travel through the various jungle rivers of the world and make magic for 45 people if you fit that many in there for seven and a half minutes if you're taking your proper trip time and aren't aren't skipper carl and uh taking taking long trips and, and holding everything up you know as a, a jungle lead as a jungle trainer as a jungle crew skipper of course i'm the lead that always always risk danger by getting in the boat and taking trips when he was in charge of the dock because i just have to make people smile and that's the most magical memory of all is every time you get people one laugh one groan going around the river uh sometimes sometimes you kill and sometimes you kill <laughs> it's uh as, as they say on uh that show about the knives it it, it will kill <laughs> and that's uh that's the true mark of a good jungle cruise skipper you know as i famously said recently you know going going around around the the river with uh skipper chuck Having a having a, a Muppet on my cruise was amazing, but I, I had a killer boat, made all the people laugh, and uh, reached true Jungle Cruise status. Because at the end, people wanted to take pictures with the Muppet. You can make the whole boat laugh, but they're they're gonna remember that the individual thing because you're not the star of the show. The star is the jungle, and and you know there's there's so many great memories uh, as a lead. You know, Kyle loves to talk about what's your favorite celebrity story, and mine mine is beautiful, immaculate Gal Gadot. Uh, she was in the park with uh, two plaids, obligatory, you know, because they're going to have tons of fans. But I guess they'd acquired someone creepy that was really making the group nervous. And um, they were going through Adventureland, and the plaid just realized that the uh, the Jungle Cruise exit would be a good place to hide. But they're hiding there where we keep our wheelchairs. And I'm like, why don't, why don't you guys get into a boat? You know, seven and a half, eight minutes, we'll get you your own boat. And then you, your security can figure out what's going on. And they do. And, and everybody's smiling, getting on, and beautiful Gal Gadot and the kids and their party. It was a decent-sized group. And they go around, and by the time they get back, they've figured out everything. There's no longer the creepy person. And Gal Gadot is just so thankful and smiley and beautiful. And I, and I think in my head, like, seriously, today the world famous jungle cruise saved wonder woman <laughs> i'm like wow that's amazing and you know fanboying over over john barenthal or uh or or other people coming it, it's just crazy there's nothing better than putting a celebrity on a good skipper's boat and seeing them be really really happy about it but you know one one particular memory that comes to mind is we had some really bad wildfires this was over two years ago and uh, I was I wasn't at work actually. I was just home. I was like, man, the sky's orange. But what where I was is I was roommates with Skipper Sean, who left us too soon, 
And uh, apparently, while everything was going on, there was confusion about whether skippers had to wear masks or work. Uh, and there were particulate in the air, and everybody was having trouble breathing. And, and Skipper Sean was going above and beyond with all of his cast, just uh, doing a great job, jumping in boats, making sure they got breaks, even though you know working in the worst of conditions. And you know, Disneyland never closes. Current, current, uh, weird times excluded. And uh, you know, John did his thing. But when he came home, he came home with a stack of four keys cards. And what a four keys card is, it's a it's a card where you write down, you know, that you're appreciative of somebody, and then presumably it goes up to management but every single person on the cast had written sean uh, a four keys card and he came home with this stack and he was just humbled and didn't think he, he deserved it although he totally did and whenever it pops up on facebook memories it's always there people just saying what a great human he was but i think that really typifies what the jungle cruise is 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 a bunch of family these weird assorted nuts and flakes <laughs> all all being there and, and showing appreciation and, and the leads hopefully taking care of the cast and being memorable of this of this weird little family, you know, trapped on the the colonial outposts in India on the fringes of civilization. And um, Skipper Sean, I just had to throw that in there. Great human being. And that's, that was a really great memory of somebody taking care of their cast and the cast equally appreciating. And uh, rest in power, good sir, to Skipper Sean. But uh, just shout out to, to Skipper Carl and Skipper Eddie and Skipper Daniel, uh, Skipper Kelly for, for bringing the most magical attraction of all time, uh, verbiage, into my life. And Skipper Arvin, Skipper Jason, Skipper Mike. And there's just too many people to mention. Skipper Christian and Skipper Jen and Skipper Christy. And just, just a wonderful assortment of human beings. And decades have gone by. The jungle remains as skippers come and go, but it has been my honor to be one of the select few. There's so many brain surgeons out there, but there's only thousands of us who got the chance to be skippers. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed the coronavirus edition of Us From Our Homes telling jokes. I got to be a part of both vid videos from Skipper Freddy. And uh, just uh, thanks to Kyle for the opportunity to, to share a memory. And hopefully someday I'll be a former skipper and the podcast still exists and I'll get to be on here much longer. But to all... All the lovely assorted human beings in the universe that have gotten the opportunity to be world famous jungle crew skippers, Kungaloosh and uh, TTFN, Skipper Joey, uh, aka Joe the Wookiee Riot, out. Okay, cool. My name's Skipper Emily. I was a Walt Disney World skip from 2015 to 2016 for a little bit over a year. And my favorite memory was definitely closing down the jungle, having those closing shifts. So I loved, like, the last couple boats of the night, or being the final boat was so fun. I remember um, I would take the last boat out, and we would, uh, me and all the guests would yell at the animals, telling them to go to sleep. And that was just super fun. We loved doing that. And it was fun for me because I remember coming before I worked there as a guest growing up as a kid. We would always love to close down the jungle cruise because we just loved being on late at night, kind of like how delirious and silly everyone was. And it was so fun to go from being the gas closing down to being a skipper. Hi, I'm Skipper Melissa. I worked the Disneyland Jungle Cruise from 2014 to 2017, uh, about almost exactly three years, maybe a couple weeks over. Um, one really fun story that I had during my trading, something that really stuck with me and gave me a huge respect for the jungle monster, as it was. As it were, whatever. Um, during training, you uh, 
later on you can go out on safari where you get to walk through the jungle and actually get to see kind of the behind the scenes uh, stuff. And we were over by the lion's den, you know, the sleeping zebra. Um, and it was nighttime and it was me and my training partner and our trainer. And we were taking a look at the lion. We were looking at the little baby cub and you have to hide whenever there's a boat coming by because that would be awful if it sucked you out in the scene. And, uh, our trainer goes, Oh guys, come back. Hurry, hurry. There's a boat coming. And we're like, Oh, 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 this is not good. Abort, abandoned ship. Uh, so we start like running back and there's this big, I think it's called a dragon blood plant or something. Dragon something kind of plant right by there. And usually when you're like trying to run past a bush or a tree, you can kind of put up your arm to protect you and block you from like a branch from, you know, cutting your face. But I put my arm up and instead of it moving the branch out of the way, it moved my arm out of the way. So I had a bunch of scratches along my arm and one from my jawline half like all the way through under my ear all the way back to my hairline and from that moment on I was like I respect you jungle monster <laughs> I will not <laughs> I will try not to upset you I will offer sacrifices if I need to but that was kind of how I I learned about the jungle monster and to not upset her oh man I I got my longest lasting best friend from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, we had a little group of us called the Skipper Squad. Two of them still work there. And there are two guys, two girls, and the guys lived together, and then the two girls lived together. So it was super convenient if we needed to go to one, per- like, either we went to the boys' house or the girls' house. It was so convenient. Um, and we still have uh, squad miss every year. And uh, squad giving for Thanksgiving, and we're the little skipper squad, and that's that's my little group of friends, and we always have something that we can relate back to our experience at Jungle, or oh, how's that boat doing? Ooh, how are the new how are the new ones doing? What are the are there any new jokes that are going on? What is anyone what's going on over there? And we always want to know, even though the two of us have moved on from there. We still have that connection and that tie into there and the and the and that family. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I've met other people other places and it's just as soon as you go, um, oh yeah, I was a I was a skipper, they go, oh, You were I was a skipper or my dad was a skipper and they know this and I'm like, Oh, when were they there? It's immediately an opening for a conversation, an opening for a connection, because you have that shared experience of um, being out in the middle of summer and having the sun beating down on you and you sweating through your khakis, or in the winter it's raining and guests being very confused as to why their seats are wet, um, and you've all lived through it, and you've all experienced it. You've all experienced the, the gun jamming or... Um, some weird little hiccup and having to improv your way out of it and then you can kind of, and then you discuss it with everybody else and you go well how did you handle that or what, what what should I do I remember when I started it was like 
oh God, what if that happens to me? And how, how do I handle that? And it's just talking and making those connections with your fellow skippers or, or oh, how did they do it back in the 80s? How are they doing it uh, now after I've left? How did they do it in the ye olden days? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you always have that connection. It's, it's an immediate something you have in common. Oh, it's so cool. And it's easy because I have a, a Jungle Cruise sticker on my car. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I know how to find you. My name is Laura, and I was a Jungle Cruise skipper in Walt Disney World from 2006 until 2009. I did the Disney College program, and I started in January of 2006. That was my first opportunity to ever go to Disney World. Um, I had never been, but I had grown up on the Disney sing-along songs, and uh, that was my first my first experience with, with Disney growing up. So when I had the opportunity to do the college program, I was so static um, and just so excited to finally go to Disney World. Um, when I got there and I started my training, they said that I was going to be in attractions, and I thought, okay that's great. Uh, where am I going to work at? And they told me Jungle Cruise, and I was like, that's awesome. What is it? And uh, realized what it was and what I was going to have to do as a cast member, um, give tours to around maybe 25 people every 10 minutes for however long my shift was going to be. I was a young college student, super shy, and um, really scared to to talk to to people, Um, and I was really excited just just to be at Disney World and to be a jungle skipper. My, I have a lot of memorable experiences about my time um, as a jungle skipper and working at Disney World. Um, I'd have to say the most memorable moment, though, was my first day of work, <clears throat> first day of training. Um, my tra- my trainer, uh, her name was Lexi, and the other cast member I was training with was Bob. And I specifically remember Lexi saying to us, "Don't fall in the water. Uh, you don't want to. You know, you just don't want to fall in the water." And we were in the temple, <clears throat> and I missed, you know, I put my, my foot down, and I winded up going in the water. On my first day of work, I did not bring an extra pair of shoes with me, so unfortunately, I had to squish back to costuming and get a new costume and then squish back and uh, go back and finish my training. Um, That was very interesting, to say the least, considering I did not bring another pair of shoes um, and still had to to train. Um, But it was was a wonderful experience, and I'm so glad that I had taken that plunge um, to be a jungle skipper and uh, to to leave my house and, and go and work at Walt Disney World. Um, Another experience that I had 
Um, as a skipper, you can sometimes get lots of different people on your boat, you know. Um, and one experience that I had was uh, I had T-Boz from TLC on my boat once. And it was her, her daughter, I think it was, um, and then another celebrity that was with her, um, I think maybe a basketball player, and his child. And the guest relations person was not on the boat with them. It was just her, her kid, the other guy, and his kid, and myself. And I don't have any regrets about my Disney college program um, experience, but the one thing that I do regret is not making any waterfall jokes while I had T-Boz from TLC on my boat. I could have made any waterfall joke ever. You know, I could have made I could have made any joke, but I missed that opportunity to 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 do a joke. You know, because they sang "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." I should have done that joke, but I didn't. And that's the one thing that I kind of regret about my program is not is not doing that. Um, thank you for this opportunity uh, to share a little bit of my my story uh, about working at Disney, and I can't wait to listen. The Thanks. Hello, everyone. My name is Skipper Elf, and I worked the world-famous Jungle Cruise at Disneyland in the years 1989 to 1994. As a kid, I would build replicas of the Jungle Cruise in my backyard using milk crates and stuffed animals and then take neighborhood friends on the attraction I'd built. So it was a pretty big deal when I got to work a summer at Disneyland on the world-famous Jungle Cruise through a high school internship program. I got trained like any other skip, but some things were different. I couldn't drive the boat solo. A skip was assigned to work with me in the boat. They didn't mind. They got to sit back and let me do all the work. I was also only 15 years old, which made me the youngest in the jungle by far. But the biggest difference between me and all the other skippers and all the other cast members, in fact, was that I was an undocumented immigrant. I was brought to the United States at the age of three months. Since this was an internship, I didn't have to fill out employment forms, so... Disney didn't know. My dreams of working at Disneyland had come true, but secretly I knew it was too good to last. The summer went by in a blur of Ray-Bans, bad puns, guest forearms slathered in sunscreen, and a nascent sense of the love for performing that would manifest later in life as a stand-up comic and theater actor. At the bittersweet end of that summer, much to my surprise, my lead Larry wrote me a letter on official Disneyland letterhead that basically said, When Alf turned 16... We'd love to have him back on the world-famous Jungle Cruise. My case in immigration courts had been dragging on for years, but I knew what the weight of this letter meant. I made an appointment to see my caseworker and showed her the letter. She let out a low whistle. Wow, she said, that's about as an American, American dream as I can imagine. An offer of employment is going to help your case, especially coming from this company. Well, she fast-tracked my application, and I received my permanent resident card that winter. The following spring, I hired into Disneyland to work West Side Attractions two days after my 16th birthday. Eventually, I earned my U.S. citizenship. Disneyland and the people we worked with changed many of our lives. But for me, Disneyland and Larry gave me a life and saved me from certain misery. Hey guys, this is Skipper Kim from Disneyland, 2005 to 2007, I think. Um... My favorite Jungle Cruise story, and I have 
a million, but my favorite came in the middle of the summer, in the middle of a 13-hour day. Uh, on one of those days when nothing exciting was happening, there were no downtimes, there was no fun celebrity sightings. It was just, you know, normal operations all day long. And um, one of my favorite spiels, or favorite sticks was to do the who here thinks that if the boat were to sink, the captain should go down with the ship? And when somebody would raise their hand, I would say, and what's your name? And then I would say, great, in case of an emergency landing, so-and-so will be your new captain. And then when we came back into the dock, I would always say, if you guys had a great time, don't forget my name was Kim. And if you didn't, that's okay. Just tell them my name was, and then I would say the captain's name. So on this particular boat ride, uh, it was around three or four because it was around parade time. So the boats weren't super full. Um, I had like three families on this one boat and one of the families had grandpa and grandpa was not super enthusiastic about anything. So nobody raised their hand um, to volunteer to be my captain. And so when that would happen, I would sort of just force somebody into it. And so I said, and what about you, handsome? What's your name? And so he said, um, Bob. And I said, all right, guys, well, this is Captain Bob. And in case of an emergency landing, he's going to be taking care of the ship. So we went around the jungle and, and he had, no, there was nothing. There was no expression. He, it wasn't even like holding back like a fake, like there was nothing. So we get back in the dock and um, I did my whole exit spiel and, you know, and, and he kind of just stayed there. His whole family got up and they got out of the boat and he was still standing there. And so I finished up my spiel and I put down the mic and I said, did you have any questions or did you need help with something? And he said to me, you know, back in my day, they didn't let broads on this ride. Oh, well, you're right. No, once upon a time, they, they didn't allow women on the ride. Where are we going with this? And he said, but you... You're a funny dame, and I'm glad they changed their mind about you guys. And then he just turned around and got off the boat and disappeared into the crowd. And I lost it. I laughed for so long because it what started off as one of those conversations where I didn't know what direction we were heading in life turned into the single greatest compliment I think I've ever gotten in my entire life existence <laughs> and Jeff was standing on the dock manager Jeff and I don't remember who our lead was but I think it might have been Steve um, but they were standing there and so they heard it happen and I looked at them and I said oh I am so happy right now so every time I'd come back in to the dock that day I'd say if you guys had a great time don't forget my name was Kim I'm a funny dame and they, they were like how long is this gonna go on for and I said oh I would imagine a long time, like years, I'm guessing. So that was my absolute favorite jungle memory of all time. And yeah, this has been Kim and I'm a funny dame. Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is Skipper Brian. Yes, I'm reporting from the East Coast of the jungle wherever that is, whatever river I've washed ashore on. Now we're going through some hard times, difficult, 
uh, adventures for many people. And uh, during the last day of Jungle Cruises, emotions were running high. Very high. Six stories, maybe seven. That's another story. Everyone was emotional. There were many tears. Everyone on edge. Uh, and I took a boat out. I took a boat of guests full of people. Full of aardvarks, full of all kinds of things. And I was doing my little show that I do. My little escape from the world where we forget about all this this wackiness and the sickness and the illness and the, the sheep running amok. And I was doing my show and I said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome aboard the world famous. I didn't even get Jungle Cruise out when a little girl in the center of the boat, maybe about four years old, stood up and said, gee, you're quite handsome. Now, Skip O'Brien is a, a veteran of the rivers of the world. He's a veteran of the pun game. It's very hard to throw Skip O'Brien. He's quite heavy. No, it is hard to break him, but I did not even get around the first bend of the river, and this girl had broken me. All of this nonsense, all of this stress and worry and fear about our jobs, about our very lives. This little girl hadn't seen any of that. And she was filled with such hope and such promise that she had to interrupt the jungle cruise to tell the skipper he was handsome. Now, I, I will admit I did my very best to try to get the show back on the uh, road, on the river, uh, as it were. Not on track, we're not on a track. And, and I had a hard time with it. Like, this girl didn't know anything about the suffering, the pain, uh, the fear that the rest of us did. And she just had a, a gleam in her eye and was into the Jungle Cruise, was a, a fan of what I was doing. And it just shook me. You know, that's that's why we do what we do. You know, we are a little escape. On on a normal day, we are a 10 to 6 week uh, escape from reality, uh, from life and death. And and I, I don't think I've ever seen it more, more obvious, more clear than this little girl just enjoying the animals. I asked her what her favorite animal was. She said, a seahorse. And I said, all right, let's go find you a seahorse. And I think, you know, her and her family did so much more for me than I could have ever done for them or the rest of the guests on the boat. It just reminded me that we're doing the right thing. And uh, sometimes it really pays off. So, yes, thank you. Thank you for enjoying this uh, transmission. This is uh, Skipper Brian. Hope everyone is safe, everyone is sound, and we will sketch you down the river. Hi, my name is Skipper Eddie, and I am a skipper at the world-famous Jungle Cruise at Walt Disney's Original Magic Kingdom in Anaheim. My favorite Jungle Cruise memory. Uh, there's a lot that come to mind, but uh, the one that does stick in my head was... It was during a Halloween party, and I was coming around uh, from Trader Sam, and I got back to the dock, and I saw there was this family dressed as uh, various Disney characters, and their son was a Jungle Cruise skipper. And I just sat there thinking, well, that is adorable, and I hope they get somebody really good and somebody who really appreciates the jungle, because if not, that would really, really suck. 
And then the lead, Skipper Mike, he came over and he <laughs> leaned into the boat. He said, I'm about to make your week. And he boarded the family. He sat on one side of the boat and the family sat on the other side of the boat and he put the kid right up next to me. And we, uh, we got to take a deadhead, just the family, myself, and the lead. And we got to go around. And he only knew one joke, which, of course, was the backside of water. Uh, but I got to kind of talk him through the different jokes. He got to tell all the jokes through the mic. He brought his own mic, but I let him use ours. And uh, it was just a great, great time. One of my favorites. Hey, this is Skipper Jamie. And I worked for the Walt Disney World Jungle Cruise in 2011. And here's one of my favorite Jungle Cruise stories. Um, so the Jungle Cruise is incredibly important to me. And the reason being, I grew up my entire life growing up. I remember my father always telling jokes to the point that it was obnoxious. And I hated it. Everything was a joke. He had to make everything super funny. And... Little did I know I ended up with that same um, trait. Everything had to be a joke. So when I got the phone call to see where I would be placed for the Disney College program, I was talking to the lady and I was making her laugh because that's what I was trained to do. Um, and she said, I know the exact job for you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I didn't find out until the day I went, obviously, and I got placed. My first time at Disney, so I had no idea what the Jungle Cruise was. And then I went through traditions, and I went through my training, and I got it to experience the Jungle Cruise. And I remember uh, one day after, I think, the first week that I went live, I went back, I was on my break, and I got a call from my dad. And we were talking, and I was explaining a little bit to him about what I was doing, because we had never been to Disney together, so he had no idea what the Jungle Cruise was. And I remember telling him, you know, I just make people laugh. And he was so proud. And it's such a special moment because he's, he's since passed away. And even though I don't work for the Jungle Cruise anymore, what it does, what it stands for, and that connection that it gave me to my father has lived with me and is just so special. And bringing joy to people, even if it was at my own expense sometimes, to make them laugh made me feel the closest in that I ever got to feel. So it was an amazing experience, and it's, it lives with me to this day. It's very special to me. And it's, it's I mean, I, all he did was joke. Yep. <laughs> and when I finally, because we weren't, he was much older, so we didn't talk a lot. And when we did talk, it was very sporadic, so... When I, I'll never forget that phone call. I was behind the hippo was up above the water. You know, she was sometimes parked. But that year, there was always one hippo that was just behind uh, our break room. And I just remember looking at the hippo and talking. It was one of the last phone calls that I had with him. And it was just, it's the jungle to me is my biggest connection to him. And it's just so special for me. It really is. Well, there we go, Skips. A little time uh, hearing the stories of some of the skippers who've worked at the Jungle Cruise uh, directly. We call this our live uh, episode. Uh, if you'd like to submit your stories to Tales from the Jungle Cruise for our next live episode, uh, 
go ahead and do an audio recording. Usually your phone's voice memo is good if you don't have a microphone. Uh, and just send that audio file to junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com, and we'll feature it on the next time when we have enough um, stories for us to tell. Uh, thanks, everyone, for taking the time. Uh, we're now... Um, you know, almost nine years that we've been bringing the Jungle Cruise to you. And we really appreciate um, the uh, feedback and support and the love that everyone has has uh, provided, whether it be passing the episodes on to a friend or sharing your stories, joining us on our Facebook page, buying a, a silly T-shirt from one of our Skipper designers at the Skipper store, whatever it is. Genuinely, thank you, everyone, for being such an amazing part of this family and for uh, going out there and, and taking care of the rest of your your friends and your your skipper family. Uh, Kungaloosh, everyone. It's a pleasure and uh, looking forward to the next time we get to take a trip around the rivers of the world.